the spiritual nourishment that you need to make it through these difficult times. On Wednesdays, we're studying through the book of Ecclesiastes, and as we've noted, the theme of this book is Solomon's pursuit of meaning in life through everything under the sun, that is in all things apart from the Lord and his divine revelation only to find it all vanity or meaningless. Today, Solomon is going to slip into a series of Proverbs centered on wisdom versus foolishness, specifically regarding the use of our words as well as in leadership. Proverbs are nothing new for Solomon. Not only is the majority of the book of Proverbs attributed to him, but 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 32 tells us that he spoke over 3,000 Proverbs. Our passage today comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 10, and we're going to start with the first three verses. Let's go to the scripture. Verse 1. Dead flies make the perfumer's ointment give off a stench, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. A wise man's heart inclines him to the right, but a fool's heart to the left. Even when the fool walks in the road, he lacks sense, and he says to everyone that he is a fool. The original manuscripts had no chapter or verse divisions and certainly did not have any subtitles. The portion we just read comes as an illustration of chapter 9, verse 17 and 18, contrasting wisdom and foolishness, ending with the phrase, but one sinner destroys much good. With that in mind, we read about the dead flies making the perfumer's ointment give off a stench, so folly outweighs wisdom and honor. To this audience, perfume was an expensive luxury that few could afford. Likewise, the righteous, upright life was a rare commodity, and one act of foolishness can ruin the whole thing. You see, that is our testimony. It takes a lifetime to build a testimony, but it can be destroyed in an instant. Verse 2 says, Wisdom inclines us to the right, referring to the right hand, that is the place of strength and superiority, where over time, foolishness will submit us to weakness and inferiority, also called the left. This foolishness will eventually be evident to all. See verse 3. It says, Whether by words or actions, the folly of our hearts and mind will be on full display for all to see. We move on to verses 4 to 7, speaking of dealing with fools in leadership. Verses 4 through 7. If the anger of a ruler rises against you, do not leave your place, for calmness will lay great offenses to rest. There is an evil that I have seen under the sun, as if it were an error proceeding from the ruler. Folly is set in many high places, and the rich sit in a low place. I've seen slaves on horses and princes walking on the ground like slaves. We're going to see that there are some things in this world that are just not right. We can't change them. It is what it is. But we can change our approach to these obstacles. Verse 4 tells us, don't quit. Remain calm. The level head will prevail. Sometimes it's the nail that sticks out that gets the hammer. When I read verses 5 through 7 about fools and leadership, I recalled the story about the post turtle. Have you heard it before? Well, here it goes. Imagine yourself going down a country road and seeing a turtle balanced on a fence post. You know he didn't get there by himself. He sure doesn't belong up there. He's elevated way beyond his ability to function, and he doesn't know what to do now that he's there. Then you wonder yourself, what kind of fool put him there in the first place? We've all dealt with these situations in our workplaces, as well as the government. Again, this world is just not right sometimes. Popping off like a fool will not get the change that you hope for, but probably draw negative attention. So stay cool, don't quit, fix your eyes on Jesus, and work as unto the Lord. Verses 8 and 9 further illustrate how foolishness can defeat wisdom and result in disaster. Verses 8 and 9. He who digs a pit will fall into it, and a serpent will bite him who breaks through a wall. He who quarries stones will be hurt by them, and he who splits logs is endangered by them. 
Now, each of these activities, digging a pit, removing a wall, quarrying stone, and splitting logs, may be productive activities, but if done rashly, without planning, can cause more harm than good. Here recently, we have been using the phrase, out of an abundance of cautions, in regards to COVID measures. Caution is not wasted effort. It's along the same lines of better safe than sorry, or an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. In all things, take caution. Also, the timing of wisdom is important. Verses 10 and 11. If the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength, but wisdom helps one to succeed. If the serpent bites before it is charmed, there is no advantage to the charmer. We've probably all heard the Abraham Lincoln quote, If I have six hours to cut down a tree, I'll spend the first four sharpening the saw. Just like the charmer getting bit before charming the stink does no good, it does you no good to sharpen the saw after the tree is chopped down. But have you thought about how a blade is sharpened? It happens through repeated friction against a harder surface. This is exactly how God sharpens us. The trials that we have to endure are the training and preparation that we are going to need for the trials that we will face in the future. The question is, are we submitting to the sharpening? Verses 12 through 15 give us an understanding regarding the words of a fool. Verses 12 through 15. The words of a wise man win him favor, but the lips of a fool consume him. The beginning of words of his mouth is foolishness, and the end of his talk is evil madness. A fool multiplies words, though no man knows what is to be, and who can tell him what will be after him? The toil of a fool wearies him, for he does not know the way to the city. Our words should be gracious and seasoned with salt, and kept few if at all possible. When words are multiplied, we run the risk of sticking our foot in our mouth, or becoming a know-it-all. Verses 16 through 20 again address fools and leadership who are consumed by pleasure. Verses 16 through 20. Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child and your princes feast in the morning. Happy are you, O land, when your king is the son of nobility and your princes feast at the proper time, for strength and not drunkenness. Through sloth the roof sinks in, and through indolence the house leaks. Bread is made for laughter, and wine gladdens life, and money answers everything. While indulging in pleasure, deterioration will set in. Foolishly, these leaders throw good money after bad to repair things. It's easy to see this in government waste, but what about our own lives? Are there things that we indulge in to our own detriment? What are those things that we've neglected? Well, much more could be said, but I think that's enough meddling for today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for being right in a world where so many things are wrong. We admit that many of those wrong things are in our minds and on our lips. So, Lord, we ask you to search our hearts and know our thoughts, to see if there's any offensive way in us, then lead us in the way everlasting. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Join us here Monday through Friday for more devotions from the Bible Fellowship family and on Sundays for our services streamed live on YouTube and Facebook. You can also join us in person on Sundays for service at 9 and 11 and at 6 p.m. for our evening service. Please go to our website, www.bfcsebring.com, for the links to services and be sure to download our new app. Have a blessed day.